Now, an hour of clarity for exhausted people of our nation mired in toxic partisanship. Left versus right, us versus them. While we pay to keep our politicians fighting, how do we the people rise up and solve the great challenges of our time? We do it by embracing freedom and liberty. There may be no such thing as a free lunch, but this hour is as close as it gets. Welcome to A Free Solution. Welcome to A Free Solution. I'm Kevin Wilson. Here today, joined by Tim, just Tim O'Connor today. Just, just We could call it like uh, Tim O'Connor. The, the famous Tim O'Connor. The one, the only Tim O'Connor. I don't yeah. know. We could do that. We don't have do that. Um, so welcome to the show, folks. Again, uh, we are, well, this is, this is a... Uh, you know, going to be Monday's show. Um, so uh, happy Memorial Day to uh, everyone. Hope you're having a safe and wonderful weekend. And of course, you know, uh, Memorial Day, I always want to mention too that, you know, we honor the memory of people who died in war and our call to action is to have fewer people die in war. That's uh, it's the, always the hope. The call to action can be to, I hate war but i respect my military friends i respect their service to our country and i respect the risks that they've taken and and the losses that families have suffered i respect yeah. all that and i love them and they have my heart and and i want less of it going yeah. on in the future i do you know, more 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 families uh coming home you know especially when we we get involved in uh conflicts that we have no business being in that's 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 the goal fewer families who are losing you know service members and having to remember them on this day but you know we will remember the folks who who um did die in 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 service um but you know moving on though uh you know i i, I did say at the beginning i said you know that the famous tim o'connor um you know you, you're I, I saw that, you know, you, you got a little bit of attention this week. Um, I you know, did. Definitely not going to let that fame go to your head. But but tell us uh, what, 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 what happened this week. So perhaps people remember we talked about this tractor issue in Nor- Norwich, New York, where the um, student um, resource officer impounded, in, in collusion with the administration of Norwich High School, impounded this kid's tractor who he brought it to school to do some work. And... and so basically, this guy whistling diesel, uh, some famous YouTube guy, kind of. I guess he like wrecks really expensive vehicles, so some people hate him for that. Um, and he does stuff with um, tractors, and he has he's funny, like he's 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 funny. So he he put up this bounty of if you brought your tractor to work or to school, he would pay you like five hundred bucks per tractor. And then people were asking like, how much for a push mower? And he's like, ah, I guess I'll send two hundred. So this guy helped sponsor a really really fun event and of course i i happened to be off from work that day and i i joined in and and there's a guy wandering around with a a a really expensive looking camera and he's like hey does anybody want to say anything and i'm like well i'm like a trained radio professional so i should probably step up right now and say something which i did i ranted about petty tyrants and on the grand scale of things how this is an injustice, but I get that it's not the biggest injustice in the world. But if we take stands here and now and we send clear, positive messages, um, you know, that we'd be OK. And, and the school had no right to impound that kid's tractor. Certainly they could have discussed the issue with him. Yeah. But, so they did. I, they I, did tell him not to bring it, though, because dad called in and, and he said, like, oh, yeah, no, they told him not to, to bring it in. He did anyway. I'm not did. saying it was right to impound it. That was that was probably a bit too far. 
Well, yeah, they they but they inferred or implied that um, driving a tractor is illegal on the roads, and I am pretty sure it's not. And as a matter of fact, even that day, there were there were police officers. Uh, uh, one in particular, police officer brought his uh, his own tractor to this thing, so it was honestly a pretty positive, proactive day. And I checked right before the show. This face at six seconds, the first six seconds of Whistling Diesel's latest upload is. Tim O'Connor, wow. the Freedom Variant. And how many views did it get? Journey. Huh? How many? How many views did it get? Go ahead. Go, two point nine million. Two point nine million. Wow. Two point nine million saw that face, ladies and gentlemen. If you're listening here on WYSL, you cannot see that face because Tim is on the radio. But yeah. if you're listening on uh, the Free Solution Facebook page, Free Solution YouTube channel, Kevin Wilson pages, or Tim O'Connor pages, you can see the famous. And as our Facebook commenter, Will Phillips, says, the infamous Tim O'Connor. He's probably closer to right. If I had a penny for every single one of those YouTube views, I would pay off the national debt, Kevin. <laughs> well, I, I got to math yeah. that one out a little bit. I, I don't know. Thirty. Tri- it's got to be yeah. at least $30 trillion. I should run for right Congress there. with that kind of math. I, I would be good at it for sure. Yeah. No, but um, yeah, no. Uh, again, this was this is a fascinating story. It's interesting to see, like you know how how engaged the audience is with that. Um, and yeah, I mean, I again, I, I I agree that the school probably stepped overboard, even though listen, they they did tell them not to do it. They did. So tell it's, them it's, it's a bit of civil disobedience. They they did tell them not to, but they didn't really have the right to tell them not to. Um, they maybe could have they, but they didn't write any tickets, right? Like they didn't say, "Hey, you parked in a really bad spot," anything like that. They simply impounded his tractor, which is something we stand against, like the illegal seizure of people's property. There, there was no attempted justification of it. It was just, "Hey, we told you not to do this. We're impounding your tractor," and that got a lot of people upset. Yeah, no, I suppose so. That's how it is. Um, yeah, now. Uh... Speaking of which, speaking of uh, you being famous, so I, I know you're, you're continuing to to rack up the views on TikTok. Oh, that's correct. Hey, so I did. I posed a question, and I think people on TikTok like like questions. So I got some good responses. I posed a question about give me your solution to this this Texas shooting to these these angry um, young men. You know. Making this huge mistake, committing suicide by cop, hurting people in the process. Um, And I I got some really interesting responses, right? There's there's some standard boilerplate in there like, oh, guns are blah, blah, blah. And I I get it. Like, we, we should have a real conversation about guns in our society and their role. I, of course, am in favor of your ability to defend yourself against anything okay that that's Mm -hmm. that's how i see my natural right that's how i think the bill of rights basically delineates our natural rights so one of the the things one of the interesting suggestions was like and so it's almost got to where armed teachers is almost like boilerplate in these situations but one guy said like we we need more security in schools and more people should be carrying and i i think in the past, I've been very much in favor of that, especially in areas like Chicago and New York City, where there's there's a, a pretty respectable amount of crime, and people have been afraid to made afraid by the government yeah. to exercise their liberty. And I, so th- that was one that I liked. 
What do you think about that one? Am I on on base with that? What, that guy on I mean, base with that? Well, so like generally, I think like you should have the right to carry in most situations. I mean, the interesting thing about this is, I believe Texas already allows teachers to to carry in school if you know they want to. Um, so like that's already a thing that like exists here, but not <coughs> even if it's something that <coughs> people have the option to do. Not every teacher is going to choose to exercise uh, that choice anyway. That that's correct. And that that is also your right. Right. That's also included in your natural rights. And then there was, of course, the the mocking me for using the term natural rights. But I, I if we want to explore that, I think that you could basically convince everyone that they believe in some form of natural right. And then once you convince them of one natural right, where do the rest of their natural rights begin and end? Right. And yeah, right. So, Again, what what rights are inherent to you, inherent to your being, inherent to your humanity that apply to every single other person on Earth? Um, you know, it, I mean, if you think that all of your rights come from government, then what's to stop someone from going into government and taking away those rights? Not just the right to bear arms, the right to self-defense, but the right to speech, the right to habeas corpus, the right to uh, a fair trial, right to due process. All those, you know, those are the, the processes that are created by the state in some of those cases, but you still have the right to do that. All right. Uh, we're we're going to talk about more of these solutions in just a few minutes, though. We, we are heading towards a break. Uh, thanks again for joining us here on a free solution. Got Kevin Wilson and Tim O'Connor here. Appreciate y'all. We're going to be back in just a few. Talk to you soon. Your business relies on computers and technology to operate. Slow, unreliable networks and servers can cause unplanned downtime and affect your bottom line. The experts at Simple Tech Innovations are here to help. Their preventative maintenance program ensures that your computers and network are kept up to date and monitored for any issues, keeping your business running smoothly. They also help clients achieve HIPAA, PCI, and New York State cybersecurity compliance to keep your network safe. Safe and secure. Whatever your business IT needs are, Simple Tech Innovations should be your first call. They've won the best in Rochester eight years in a row and have an A plus Better Business Bureau rating. Call them today for a free consultation at 585 200 3182. That's 585 200 3182. Simple Tech Innovations. As a veteran of the United States military, I can finally get the opportunity to enjoy special events, things that we couldn't afford, thanks to Vet Dicks. Every empty seat at a concert, a game, or a play is a missed opportunity to say thanks to a veteran and service member. We can give our veterans a special event where they, too, can create their own cherished memories. Visit VetTix.org. Find out how you can make a difference in a veteran's life. Available in the WISL store at WISL1040.com. Official top quality tees, hoodies, and coffee mugs depicting the colorful WISL logo or the already famous Mount Worstmore line of merch depicting Mount Rushmore style are for worst presidents. Of course, you know who is front and center up on that mountain. WISL official items make perfect gifts, or they're a great way for you to make a personal statement. Locally produced and sold only in the WISL store at WISL1040.com. A free solution on the WYSL stations. 
Welcome back to A Free Solution. I'm Kevin Wilson today, joined by the infamous Tim O'Connor. And uh, we're talking about some of the responses that he got to his pitch. He threw out the question on, you know, uh, one of his other social media channels on TikTok. You know, what are, what are solutions to this? Um, and, you know, we're, we're chatting over the break about a few things. But, like, we, we talked about the armed teachers thing, you know. And it's sort of a thing in Texas. I know folks are looking to expand that. But, again, you, you can't force every teacher to do that. Um, right. and so like, there's, there's still going to be gaps in terms of protection there. Like it, it, it could happen. Yeah. I mean, I'm a firm believer if, if people have no reason to believe that a place is empty of people able to defend themselves, they are less likely to choose that place as a target. I, I am sure that that is accurate. Yeah. Um, and so th- there's, there's always this, this thing where, Hey, we just spent a bunch of money we should have spent it on this, right? So we just sent $40 billion to Ukraine. We could have taken that $40 billion and fortified our schools and hired a bunch Uh, of security guards. I mean, so so like, to be honest, like a lot of schools did do that after the the Parkland shooting. Like they, they spent a whole bunch of money on both kind of increasing, you know, hardened security measures and, uh, and school resource officers. Um, So, We'll talk about like the security measures thing first. Again, like uh, T- Ted Cruz is kind of getting roasted for this, where he's talking about like one door in, one door out, whatever. Right. Uh, you know, I, you know, I'll, I'll be a little bit more generous. Was like a lot of a lot of schools like do want their buildings to have like a single entrance point if possible. It's not possible in every school because some schools are multi buildings. You have to have people going in and out, etc. But like in a school that can be contained within like a certain amount of space or a campus that can be contained. Uh, You can do things like have, uh, you know, key cards for single points of entry, lots of exit points. Like my high school, you know, a risk any high school is relatively small after, you know, the 8 a.m. bell, you could only get in through the front door, you know, and that was like a general security measure. Like you had to go in and, you know, the front office staff would see you walk in um, and, you know, general security measure. Plus, you know, then if I was too late, that's, that's the way you'd have to go and sign in. I and know, get caught for me. Exactly. Late. You know, I, I had to make sure that I got to one of the back doors before they locked it when I rolled in like 20 minutes late. Yeah. I, I mean, there, there's always that point too. When I was young, there, there was people were bringing every truck practically. Our hunters had, had their guns during hunting season. And, and actually in the spring too, because woodchucks, everybody wanted to get woodchucks out of fields because they, yeah injure cows and injure horses so it was kind of like a regular thing and we we didn't seem to have this this school violence there was only like three mass shootings at schools from 1903 to 1990 and then after 1990 this thing basically exploded yeah i mean um, there, there are a lot more i mean like the the left's explanation of that is the loosening of gun laws even though the, the brady bill happened in the mid 90s uh you know which that, kind of the timeline doesn't right. make and, a and ton of sense there that's an inaccuracy, right? So what what has changed? I I don't I don't want to speculate on the answer to that. It, well, I do, but I'm not going to tonight. We could have a whole show about what has changed, and maybe I will yeah. get into it. But um, actually, I probably with one of the answers, one of my favorite answers, I may end up going right down that wormhole for everybody. Um, so the standard armed and armored school guards, uh, and let's we point at. Not all the information is out there yet, guys. Okay, so I yeah. don't know. Protocol causes problems sometimes in police response. That's what I'm going to say right now about whether the police should have breached or not breached. And then there's the issue of 
did some of the security measures actually prevent the police officers from breaching? And that may be also true. So yeah, it was a, a locked door, right? And that's what they're right. saying. Like they had to go find a key, and that was you know they weren't able to to get in because some of the a lot of the classroom doors are, are tough. You can't just kick in the door anymore for that right. reason because most of the classrooms when they they did the lockdown response, like they they shut their doors and they're meant for to someone to shut. knock it in. You know, right. and, and again, that, so that's that, that is part of it, you know, and that's that's a fair point. I, you know, just just because you, you you brought it up now in terms of like the police officers and how they engaged and how long they took, you know, I that 12 minutes of of them, you know, interacting with the shooter, you know, uh, before he entered the school, like how how the heck did they how, okay. not so, yeah, resolve get- the situation there? How, how did they let him go further into the school? Like it, you, you have these police officers who are, again, well-armed, well-trained against an 18-year-old. Like my, how, how did that happen after he was in a car accident? Are you kidding me? I'm, I'm, I'm. I'm going to say that I think that I, based on the news that I've heard, the articles that I've read, I I do think that there is going to be a valid criticism of, of, especially that early part of the response. Okay. Um, That, that very first part after that, once the situation is out of control, um, I don't, I mean, so like Dave is, is, uh, you know, talking about this here, Um, you know, I, the the cops had 45 minutes uh, to wait for border patrol for this. So so, like, this is the part, like, again, I I watched the videos and it it is enraging. Like when the, when the police officers have not resolved the situation yet, the parents are begging for them to go in and get their kids, you know, and I I feel that I'm like, man, yeah, I would want to like knock them over and run right in, you know, like I think every parent, you know, felt that way i also get why police officers don't want more random people running into a situation like this i get it too i I get get it 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 is it is infuriating like the part that makes me mad is they weren't able to resolve it quickly even (coughs) even though this town is spending 40 percent of their budget on the police and they have a swat team for a town of sixteen thousand people with the promise that they would be able to resolve situations like this but when it came up they failed and 19 kids died as a result of that failure, I, I'm 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 a big fan of talking about when government fails for sure, Kevin. Yeah. But I not, and again, not to be clear, the right. the the shooter, his evil acts is what did this. But like, yeah, it is I, frustrating that like government promises us that safety, that protection. Just give us all the money, give us all the gear, and we're going to keep you safe. And well, that you, did not happen. Yeah, can can they can they keep those promises? Could could Joe Biden cure COVID? Okay, can the government keep the promises that it makes? That's that's a fair and valid question. Or do they simply make those promises to trade for votes and to trade on people's mental and emotional state? And I think we all in this audience and the people that are listening to us online understand what the reality of that is it's obvious okay there is going to be no perfect safety granted by government no matter how hard they want to virtue signal on that subject yeah and and let let, let me get to to a couple comments here uh paul on facebook says an 18 year old who just bought a gun it was not apparently an experienced shooter yeah again you know how does how does how does that happen how are they you know outgunned in this situation um, you know, again, Dave on Facebook brings the, the parents holding back. Uh, you know, Jared on Facebook says, you know, shocking but true. The question is, do we want to further militarize, militarize the police to respond to this? And again, my, my answer is uh, no. Hard no. Hard not. pass. Because they, it, it still won't solve this no. issue. Um, and then I do want to get to this comment from Dave. And it says, it's the cop's job to go in, not wait for the backup. 
Dave, unfortunately, you're wrong. It is it is not. There's a constitutional case, a Supreme Court case, excuse me, Castle yeah. Rock versus uh, Gonzalez. And police have no legal obligation to protect you, even when yeah. like in the process of enforcing the law of enforcing. In this case, it was a restraining order. They chose not to enforce a restraining order, and it resulted in the death of uh, two or three children. Um, yeah. you go look up that case. Uh, uh, Castle Rock v. Gonzalez, and yeah, the police have no legal obligation to protect you. Again, some will, you know, put their lives on the line for a situation, but we've seen it again in this situation, in the situation in Parkland. A lot of times, police don't don't charge in; they don't jump in and and resolve the situation quickly, even when it may very well save lives. Yeah. And again, that's, that's, that's the part that's infuriating to those parents who are sitting out there for 40 plus minutes, you know, wondering like what, how, how, how is this not done yet? How have you not gone in and taken control over the situation? And again, some parents like did, you know, even after getting tased, beaten, arrested, you know, did end up getting into the school to getting the, the, to get the kids out. And by the way, too, some police officers apparently had gone into the school uh, and got their own kids out, but Oh really? Yeah, no. Uh, there's there, there's a press clip oh, of a, wow. a, a press spokesperson talking about how police, uh, some police officers went to school and, and got their own kids out. Wow. Just, okay, wow. that's 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 stuff that I I haven't I hadn't heard that. So look, yeah. I've got I've got one to to explore. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, yeah. just one last point on this. Oh, Again, please. Yeah. My 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 kind of my big point on this is like more police officers in schools does not necessarily resolve this issue, and and like that is an example of that. I'll. Nothing that we do um, without creating a happier, more self-sufficient society will yeah. fix any and, of these and issues. Okay, don't, more don't, respectful of everyone. Don't count on the government to save you either. Like plan that's, that's that's one big point. Just because make... there's a police officer there does not mean he or she is going to jump in and help you. All right, so I got, I got one, Kevin. I got I got one that was weird. Right? It's weird. Right. But yeah, so. And at first, I thought maybe he had responded to the wrong thing, you know. But I got yeah. thinking about it. He, it. This this guy comes out with, "Hey, cancel all foreign oil um, for three years. We have a ten year oil reserve. Sell gas for a dollar a gallon. That money goes straight to distribution companies." Anyways, he gets into this complicated explanation. But what he's actually getting to is that if our society was happier and more productive, like, yes. Would that solve some of this problem? Would would people with a purpose solve some of these problems? If if we hadn't, and we have guys, look, we have been teaching children to be emotional. Okay, we've been teaching human beings that their emotions are are superior to their behavior, and that the ends of their emotion is what's the most important thing to them. And that, mm-hmm. Kevin and everyone out there, that is a big piece of the problem. Happy productive people with a purpose okay that will help solve some of these weird issues these things that we're fighting over yeah people who feel lost and hopeless and desperate you know and then sure fortunately and again it's just a matter of well how do you identify and intervene with those folks and and again yeah mental health win. was a number like a very popular answer as well yeah. right like we need better mental health training or or treatment i guess is, is the point that they're making i yeah. don't know how we force people that are crazy to get mental health though 
that's oh, it's tough. All right, uh, we are we are running out of time for this segment though. Thanks again for joining us here on a free solution. We're going to be back in just a few minutes. Talk to you soon. We are the Onondawaka, the people of the Great Hill. We are the Seneca Nation, and our impact across Western New York is massive. We operate three world-class casino gaming and hospitality facilities, a convenience store chain, a construction management firm, and more. Across our operations, the Seneca Nation directly employs nearly 6,000 people. An independent study by the Taylor Policy Group revealed that the Seneca Nation supported over 3,700 Western New York businesses, spending more than $100 million on goods and services. In all, the nation's entities account for more than a billion dollars of New York's gross state product, including almost 10,000 stable jobs. Above all, we support the more than 8,500 Seneca Nation people in our community, those citizens whose very livelihood depend on this economic engine. To learn more about the Seneca Nation, our history, culture, and economic impact, visit SNI.org. Paid for by the Seneca Nation. A free solution on the WYSL stations. Welcome back to A Free Solution. I'm Kevin Wilson, your today, joined by Tim the... Most I famous man. Freedom variant, bro. Right I now. like that name. Variant. We'll stick there for you, variant. Rolls. Tim O'Connor. And, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, thanks again for joining us you know, on WISL. Uh, or if you're listening to us on, you know, the YouTube page, the Free Solution YouTube page, Free Solution uh, Facebook page, uh, the group, the Kevin Wilson pages, the Tim O'Connor pages, the podcast, wherever you're listening today. Appreciate y'all being here and uh, listening to the show again. You know, for the folks listening online, you guys have been super engaged, and 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 I I love having you guys as part of the discussion here. You know, and I, I you know, I'm sorry we can't get to everything. I, literally, we do need to eventually, uh, you know, call it a day. But yeah, we should change the subject a little bit because yeah. there's always interesting stuff going on in New York State that needs to be dealt with. Um. So what what do you think? What should we talk about now, buddy? Well, we we got to talk about the this bill hasn't gotten a ton of coverage. I get the feeling it, it might get a little bit of coverage now, but it's going to be over a holiday weekend. Oh yeah, <laughs> so it's like deliberate, man. They're hiding it. We'll see because it, it looks like there's a chance that this bill might get voted on on like a uh, Tuesday, you know, right after the uh, uh, Memorial Day, and the, the bill is a a zero eight five six zero C. Um, there's an uh, equivalent Senate bill, and what it does is it uh, makes local elections outside of New York City occur in even-numbered years. Again, I, I, if you are paying attention, as you know now, most local elections happen in odd-numbered years. Your, your mayors, your city councils, your, your county ledge, most of the time that happens in odd-numbered years. And so what's important about that, guys, is that on-off years, what we see happen is that smaller government people have better success, okay? So it, your classic Republican who wants to go in and, and, and uh, you know, shrink the school, shrink the, the county budget, he might pull off a win in an off year in New York State. But now, thanks to the benevolent overlords, go ahead, Kevin, you ready? Right, yeah, yeah, no, I'm right. You know, if, if, if this bill passes and if the Democrats are determined to pass it, they certainly will. Um, the the elections will be on gubernatorial and presidential years. 
And what the Republicans are accusing them of, and I, I get it, is uh, that voter turnout for Democrats tends to be higher in those years. People tend to be more engaged. So that will boost their local election process prospects, making it less likely that, you know, or more likely rather that people go in, vote on like the national issues um, and then just vote one party all the way down. Right? Just go like right just, down, checking the boxes. And, you know, whereas it would, whereas the idea is local elections, despite being lower turnout, the people who show up to those tend to usually care more about the specific local issues. Again, you're, you're mad about um, a zoning issue. You're mad about uh or, or you care about um, raising the budget on your school, right? Well, that's usually a May election, but you know, or you care about uh, fixing roads in your city, fixing sidewalks in your city, that type of thing. You know, if if you want to to engage with, you know, that sort of local activism, and you're paying attention to it. Like the, those odd number years are uh, the times to do it, and it's more likely the people who care about those issues are going to be more likely to to show up and have their voices heard instead of getting drowned out in the the nationalization of politics. Uh, it, it's it's a brilliant strategy. It's very Machiavellian, just like the gerrymandering, redistricting kind of stuff that they pulled this year. They are literally not even trying to hide it anymore. They are all about winning. They're all about one-party rule, and they're about spending ridiculous amounts of money for programs and taxing everyone. This neo-feudalism system that we're living in, guys, we cannot say enough about. You are renting your property. They will take it at the drop of a hat, and they don't even have to say they're sorry. They don't have to let you know. They can just simply take it, and that's a real problem. So, But I want to I I point out somewhere where we, and especially you conservatives, are getting pwned by them, okay? This mail-in voting thing, we do, in fact, need a secure system that allows people to vote more and at, at their disposal. It needs to be secure. That's where we agree. But yeah. we, we can't demand people show up at the voting booth on short notice or during busy times of the year. I, For example, this guy right here, Tim O'Connor, the freedom variant, guys, the infamous Tim O'Connor would have gladly voted against his local school budget, if if only just to make a point that they don't get every single vote from every single person for no reason, okay, that they've got yeah. to earn that vote, I would have voted against it. But I was out of town working, and I do not have time to acquire a mail-in ballot or anything like that, okay? That's silly. But if I had some sort of blockchain secure technology that I could vote with, and I know people are afraid of computers, I get it, but trust me on this. We need this because then... At any point during the day, I could have like punched up the screen, made a couple votes, and at least would have registered my dissent against the school board budget. Yeah, we I mean, I, I I do I do agree with the blockchain voting. I think you should be there should be a secure way to to vote online, right? You know, we we do all sorts of transactions where you have to prove your identity online, and you're able to to do that effectively, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know though, Tim, you, you still gotta you, you gotta you gotta think ahead though request that mail-in ballot i i i guess but then what if i'm home and i want to go mail and vote in person i guess the there is the issue of if you vote on voting day and you mail in a ballot you can change your vote right up until the last second and vote twice. right yeah i mean you yeah, record it yeah uh, well you, you only one of those will be recorded I, but i believe it's the last one that you do so if you mail one mm-hmm. in and it's postmarked you know, the, the first and you go vote on the second, 
the one the vote on the second is the one that counts yeah i mean that's that's a fair point um and but we'll have to we'll have to, we'll have to fact check that one because I, I i legit don't know I did hear it from Dr. Victoria Alexander and when they started doing the early voting and then people started hearing about her, she's like, just go in and change your vote. Just vote on voting day and you, you can change your vote. Hmm. I think we did a show about it right about then. And people were like, oh, I already voted. And she's like, you can go vote. Go vote on election day. That's the one that will count. So that was not actually verified, but I do believe it's actually. I, I didn't think the early voting one because then they would like have it marked down. Like the mail-in voting, they wouldn't necessarily know if you never mailed it in. True. Um, um, and then if you had a blockchain voting system where you connected instantly with a database and you're able to like verify when someone had voted and how, and you know, you got a, a token to, uh, you know, verify your identity and verify like your participation and verify like who your choices were. Um, you know, again, that's, that's a way we could do. It. I don't think it's going to, I don't have a lot of faith that the government could pull that off successfully. No, um, no and, and certainly not cheaply. You're right. Um, <laughs> and all right, it, let me um, let me play devil's advocate a little bit for this bill, though. Just just because, like, one one of the uh, assemblymen um, uh, talking about this bill is like, "Hey, uh, this bill is going to save money. The state doesn't have to run elections, uh, extra elections uh, every other year. Now we consolidate that, and you know we're we're going to." not to ha- not have these expenses every odd year is that is that a convincing argument oh it's a it's a persuasive argument um and i get it and actually and it actually does make sense but you know what would be actually well so it makes sense that way right like we're saving money and it, so it is persuasive but what would make more sense is for people to focus exclusively on local issues and forget about federal issues because guess who doesn't other than annoying you to no end, guess who has little to no effect on your life in reality? Nancy Pelosi. <laughs> That's it. And I know like people are like, yeah, but I we got to get more people in there to beat Nancy Pelosi. And it's like, she doesn't do as much to mess up your life as your your local town supervisor can. All right. Like he, they can do way more to mess up your life as your local county board can, because they can do way more to back their place, take your property and, and guys, they could do things like grant themselves special, okay, lifetime health care, okay, after winning two elections. They can come up with systems like that yeah. that are incredibly beneficial to them and that cost you money and opportunity. Yeah. No, again, you, you, should, you should pay attention to that. The federal ones, like, it's harder to move the needle on that. You it know, and, I, and again, I, I say that as someone who ran for Congress, even if I won somehow it would be really hard to push policy through in the position I'm in. You know, it's like, been so famous though. Oh yeah. No winning the lottery. I would have, I would have like kicked butt on Twitter and TikTok when that came out. Oh, you would have owned Twitter, man. You'd have like a million followers on Twitter. (laughs) (laughs) So I would have went, but all right. uh, So when we come back, I I think maybe we're going to do some uh, fake news Monday. Yeah. Fake news Monday. Yeah. All right. Uh, thanks again for joining us here on A Free Solution. We're going to be back in just a few minutes. Talk to you soon. W-Y-S-L. The 
WISL store is now open. With nicer weather, your car needs an official Voice of Liberty bumper sticker. There's a great selection to help you show your love of God, the Constitution, and free and safe schools. Here are just a few available. Shut up, Fauci. Kathy Holcomb. Save America. Support the Second Amendment. Scam alert January 6th. God, please help us. Close the Mexican border. Save America. Stop voting for Democrats. And there are gas pump stickers reading, Democrats did this. These are standard weather-resistant bumper stickers guaranteed to get you horn honks and thumbs up in traffic. Choose from other locally made WISL Voice of Liberty merch too, like tees, hoodies, drinkware, and more. Perfect gifts for any Liberty lover. Check out the exclusive WISL Mount Worstmore shirts, hoodies, and coffee mugs depicting our four worst presidents. Guess who's front and center? Shop the WISL store at WISL1040.com. Why do businesses choose to move their website from Wix and Squarespace to Simple Tech Innovations? Maybe it's their excellent customer service or attention to detail. Maybe it's their ability to give a truly customized solution. Or perhaps they just like the fact that Simple Tech is a local small business that builds great relationships with its clients. Whatever the reason may be, you can rest assured knowing that the local team at Simple Tech has your best interest in mind when building or updating your website there hands-on and love helping customers achieve their goals. But don't take my word for it. They've won the best in Rochester eight years in a row and have an A-plus Better Business Bureau rating. If your website doesn't match your dreams or isn't achieving your goals, give the professionals at Simple Tech Innovations a call today for a consultation at 585-200-3182. That's 585-200-3182. Simple Tech Innovations. A free solution on the WYSL stations. Welcome back to a free solution. It's fake news Monday. Yeah, well, fake Monday. news Monday. Yeah, yeah, fake news Monday. So thanks again for joining us here on WYSL or all the places you can listen to us online. Free solution, Facebook page, YouTube channel, uh, the group, the Tim O'Connor pages, the Kevin Wilson pages, wherever you're listening today. Uh, and it's uh, said, Tim and I want to do some fake news today because why not? It's fun. It's a holiday yeah, weekend. It is. All right. Uh, do, do you want to go first or uh, you ready? I, I, I've got one interesting one. I go with this, this thing. So basically robotics is where it's been at for a couple of decades now. We have finally developed um, what is being called the world's smallest remote-controlled walking robot. What I kind of want to put on you, Kevin, is I want I want you to kind of guess how big this robot might be. Uh, two centimeters. You would think, right? You're going to have to go smaller. Smaller. All right. Smaller. I mean, like, are we are we talking about? You know, millimeters, nanometers. We're not down to nanometers, but we're down to check this out. This is this is this is pretty interesting, okay? And terrifying in a way, if you you know. Um, but this world's smallest robot that is mobile, it's like built like a crab, right? It's got like eight legs. They control it with lasers, a, a tiny little laser. It is one half of a millimeter wide. One wow. half of a millimeter. And it's it's small, so basically it's smaller than the thickness of a penny. Like yeah. this thing is that small. Do you imagine? Like, I, I mean, have you ever seen any of those drone videos about how they're little flying death machines? Could you imagine what you could do with one of these things? 
Oh no! Like I mean, like the, the, I I think I've seen videos about stuff similar to that, right? They gotta like poke it, and they're they're hoping to eventually like use it for like medical uses and stuff, right? Like you can get to a lot smaller spaces with these robots, but I don't know eventually we're gonna have a future with like nanobots, and it's either gonna be very cool or very terrifying. I I why not Maybe both? both? Right? Yeah, why no, not probably both? both. We don't. I don't. The people who are in charge of that technology are going to come up with amazing and disgusting ways of killing people with these things. That's number one. Because if it can go inside your body and fix you, it can go inside your body and tear you apart. That's a reality, bro. Sure. Like double-edged sword. That. You know. Uh, and, and we cannot believe in the altruism of every single person on the face of the planet. That's for sure. No, probably not. Not not in the altruism of everybody. Some people might use it for for evil. I, re- I read a book about the three laws of robotics, but and even the three laws of robotics can be bent against itself. Like it's there's there's no way around it. Robots are dangerous. Also, I mean, you know, they're not dangerous. <laughs> the whole like iRobot thing, right? Oh yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, it, it is both cool and terrifying. I, like I, I'm a you know total sci-fi nerd, and I've been going through like old sci-fi, reading like Heinlein, and I just read Old Man's War, which is great. And you know, I, I love like reading about that stuff, conceived from like the you know. 70s 80s etc but yeah like some some of the applications are terrible and some of them are, are very cool if we ever get to that point i i i also kevin believe it or not have read mounds and mounds and mounds of science fiction like yeah. i used to read everything in sight when i was younger i i definitely gave up that habit i don't know we, we gotta we, we gotta like do a sci-fi like fun show one time and you know we, sh- we should invite andrew heaton on for that one because he hosts a sci-fi uh, libertarian podcast okay um and uh so shelly says my daughter works on robots that touch every pill made by the company and test a ph level on every single pill like, that that's cool like that's, that's I, I think that's awesome that's amazing that's really good like I, I i did read a story about how robotics even turns negative though like where mm. we have we get into so much robotics and we have such a surplus and such a plenty that food stamps kind of become the inverse relationship now you get you're you're required to consume x amount of goods and services the poorer you are okay <laughs> and because of such a massive surplus com- created by the the automation of of goods and services and so that was a really interesting story when it we was get to really- a post scarcity society yeah it's different set of issues luckily we, we still have malthusians running the world so we don't have to worry about ever not being afraid of yeah needing they're, to trim the population by 50 percent. we always yeah. need to be afraid of that and if you, if you yeah if you don't know what a malthusian is uh just think of thanos that's that's what it is yeah thanos is a malthusian and guys yeah. amazingly enough malthusians have been around forever like when there was five hundred thousand people on the planet there were still malthusians. like there's too many like, people we're all gonna starve and it turns on, out on, Unironically, keep finding been new around ways forever. to like, uh, you know, find new food and and etc. Um, yeah, and you know, I'll throw this out there for you. you know, it's a libertarian science fiction process, uh, podcast. Yes, yeah, uh, alienating the audience by Andrew Heaton again, and it's not a sponsored thing. I just I, I like the podcast. I think it's a lot of fun. You know, because so he he's he's an interesting and entertaining libertarian and, and he has, you know, Star Trek stuff, Star Wars stuff, uh, Heinlein stuff. Uh, you know, I, you know, heard about old man's war from this thing, you know, and it's all sorts of science fiction stuff that gets thrown in there. So and he's funny guys. Like yeah. he's funny. He's, he's a comedian. He, he's enjoyable. Um, so anyway, I, I want to get to some, uh, some potential fake news items, uh, real headline or fake headline. Walmart 
pulls Juneteenth ice cream from shelves after criticism. Real or fake news? Okay. Well, let me just say that I I'm not sure I was ever happy with pulling Aunt Jemima off of and Uncle Ben off of rice. Like I, I'm not sure I was ever happy about that stuff. Um, so let's just say that's that's gotta be true, man. Because we we can't. I, I don't know. We cancel the regents and stuff like that for whatever yeah. reason. Oh, I never ended up getting to that issue the other day. I wanted to, so, but, uh, but <laughs> it's true, right? It's true. Yeah, it's true. It's so, so they, they, they made a, a Juneteenth ice cream. So a bunch of other brands did stuff like that too. Like Vaseline made a limited uh, Juneteenth um, like container, I guess. Like I saw that going around Facebook. I know the Walmart one is is confirmed. I don't 100% know that the Vaseline one is, but I did see that. Like, there's all these companies that did make, like, Juneteenth-themed stuff. And, like, to me, like, I, I like the idea of Juneteenth. I think it's 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 cool to, you know, great to celebrate like the the final actual emancipation, you know, as word got of the Emancipation Proclamation traveled, you know, so that that's a, a, a great and worthwhile thing to celebrate. I, I get why <laughs> some folks are like, yeah, maybe Walmart don't make a a ice cream around it. That's it's a little bit missing the point. I mean, I, it's a, to, although to me it's no more offensive than like MLK Day, like mattress sale type of stuff. But well, they, that, and that's what they do, right? So yeah. it's it's is it enlightened capitalism to make a Juneteenth thing? Like is yeah, well, like it was an attempt at being, uh, you know, like woke, right? Like it's like, hey, we we want to like do this. We want to celebrate. And I I see this happen a bunch. With like well-meaning, you know, usually white folks are like, yeah, we need to like show that we're like all about Juneteenth, and you know, and, and I'm like, well, uh, okay, like it's not just about taking a day off and selling products, you know, and like doing a sale or something. Like it's it has actual like historical significance, and like if you're gonna do that, like talk about that. Yeah, right? I'm disappointed in a way. Like I think I would have bought Juneteenth ice cream. I think I mean, it actually sounds pretty good. It is yeah. uh, red velvet cake and like cheesecake. I was like that actually that sounds great like I, I wish i had come across some of that i totally eat that i didn't hear chocolate and chocolate's my go-to when it comes to these things i know i i, I get that though all right uh do you got another one or you want me to go again i think you probably got to go again all right um real news or fake news kellogg spokesperson announces rice crispy mascot pop is now a trans woman wow i mean <laughs> I think that society is misunderstanding what it is to be woke and aware of our culture because I'm going to again assume that this is 100% true. Please please let me be wrong though. This is true. You are wrong on this one. That that that's no. fake. That was yeah. well played, Kevin, because that, I mean That's fake. I mean like again, it it has some truthiness to it, right? You know, like you uh, a lot of these brands are just trying to show that they're on the the cutting edge of like uh, acceptance culture you know and i it, in some ways it's really well intentioned and in, in other ways it ends up being a bit of a a farce um and so i i always kind of felt like they were a little bit genderless really like they were not you know uh, shelly didn't know what gender they were I, I don't know i thought snap crackle and pop were like boys but like they, they're not talking about their gender and sexuality like they're, they're selling they're, the cereal don't overthink they're it elves bro yeah like, i mean yeah like it doesn't, it doesn't really matter right like just yeah, yeah, don't, don't overthink it and you know <laughs> can't we just 
can can we just it, it was fake though it's fake okay Phew. it was fake you know that's... i know but but still kevin still i'm just saying it's so freaking plausible that i'm still upset over it like that's where i'm at right now <laughs> yeah um yeah let's say it has has that truth in this to it and uh gene says you know the walmart thing has something to do with cultural appropriation yeah i'm mean, like again it's Cultural appropriation, like a, a lot of times I get frustrated with this term because it's 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 used in a way to like say like you can't like participate and engage with stuff that is allegedly done by other cultures. Right. Even though all of the cultures that exist nowadays have built upon and mixed and like reinvented stuff from each other. Right. Like there, there's no like true cultural lineage of like almost anything. But. You know, cultural appropriate. When you take something that is a, a celebrated holiday in the black community that didn't come to vogue until the last two years and uh, capitalize on it, and, and you tend to, to try to make money off of that thing that you had nothing to do with a couple of years ago, I get why some people are like, "That's kind of gross." I so mean, I just... guess I get it, but like, didn't didn't the Italians like culturally appropriate pasta from the Chinese? Like, should oh, we yeah. be upset about that? No, I mean, like again, I, I don't care. Like food stuff, like it's funny. A lot of like traditional um you know like vietnamese food is like french cuisine mixed with local traditions right like that's that's what it is um you know a lot of a lot of european food again as you point out like italian food is a combination of a whole bunch of different cultures tomatoes didn't exist there until you know i don't know it's like 1975 years. Yeah, <laughs> um <Fake news>. but <laughs> all right well that, <laughs> that's all i have for fake news friday which is a good thing because you know, I'm going to lose my voice in a second. But thanks again for joining us here on A Free Solution. I hope everyone has had a wonderful and safe Memorial Day weekend. Hope you have a wonderful and safe rest of your day. I will talk to you on Wednesday. Take care. <laughs>